Blog Talk Radio. It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway. What spare time you have? 
No, I am a wife. I am a mother of four. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of time right there. And I have a yeah. career where I am a professor. So I teach maybe uh, 70 to 150 graduate students a year, undergraduates mm-hmm. as well. Okay. And does that in is your focus for your teaching, is that in the accounting field also? It is. It is. Okay. Okay. So... All right, so I have to ask, you know what I really expected you to say? See, this is impromptu. What I was expecting you to say is that you had a Ph.D. in something around, like, family, marriage, counseling, the study of, you know, relationship kind of stuff. So I was not expecting you to say accounting because then I'm thinking, well, you know, it took some effort to write this book, and it took, I know it took some time to write this book. So given all of those things, and this is a little bit off the topic, but for you are your, you know, there. I'm guessing there are a lot of women who can identify with you in that you've got a lot of balls that you're juggling, right? So wife, mom, spouse, friend, uh, employee, professor, in a whole different career compared to what we're, you know, sort of focused on right now, where do you find the time? You know, I was inspired to write the book. I, I, want, I do want to step back a little to let you know that I do experimental research. And so what I have found is that the happier, happier you are, the more successful you are in everything. That means that if you are a salesperson, happier salespeople who are happy outperform mm-hmm. those who are unhappy. And I believe that as women, we have a personal life and we have a career life, and they tie together. So what the kind of woman I was, I focused mainly on my career. And I thought men were somewhere down the line. They were not number one priority. So I focused specifically on my career, and I focused specifically on my family members, those who were closest to me, my children and my nieces, my nephews, my mom, those type of individuals. So. But what happened is I said to myself, because I am very analytical, why is it that you focus on your career so much? So why is it what has been planted in your head that tells you that you can't look on this other side, this personal life of yours? Why are you blocking this? Why have you turned down dates? Why have you not answered text messages? Why is it that – what is it about your life that where you're so – career became automatic because i've been told never depend on a man uh you've been you we all are given steps we're we're told you know you graduate from high school you go get your degree you do this you do this you do that and you so you understand how to get from point a to point b mm-hmm. so understanding how to be successful on my own as a career person that was easy for me at the, at this point it was easy But what happened is that I have been surrounded by so many women, and my eyes have opened, and I have been surrounded by so many men that have told me that the way that I was thinking about a marriage and the way that I was thinking about a woman, period, was inaccurate, and it was inaccurate for me. And now that I'm on the other side, I see it, I feel it, and I'm happy to be here because I have both. And I think it's great to have both, but uh, the person I am now, I I would not have attracted the husband I have now. 
How do you mean? So, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. The person I was then, I would not have attracted the husband I have now. Okay. I attracted guys, but I don't think our marriage would have lasted because I, I just wasn't, I lacked wifely characteristics. Okay. So what kind of men were you attracting when you didn't have wifely characteristics? I attracted good men. I attracted yeah. men who said, uh, who, who brought up marriage and I would laugh at them. I mean, I, I, you know, I really wasn't a good person. I mean, I think they thought I was a good person, and I think I thought I was a good person. But when they said to me, you know, have you ever considered marriage? And I thought, what? Give up my career? Men are too time-consuming. I mean, I really just looked at men as, you know what, if I need my tire fixed, you're here. You know, I had different male friends here and there. Mm-hmm. So, And for me, it was good to hang out with my girlfriends and call up a guy to go out on a date, go dancing. So that's the kind of independent woman I was, and spend time on the job, making my income, and doing whatever I wanted to do on my time. Okay, so and that felt good. Is it fair to say then that your view of men at the time was sort of from a utility perspective, right? So when I when I need one, I will call upon one, but you weren't thinking that you wanted to sacrifice any part of your life in order to really invest in a long-term relationship is that is that fair that's an accurate statement and let me explain as well where i am now i had to actually call past friends and say i apologize and they did not understand (laughs) when i called and said listen i owe you an apology they were so thankful to hear from me they really didn't know and i had to tell them sometimes you text me and i didn't return your text Sometimes you called and I didn't answer your phone call. And even when I wanted to uh, just be over and done with it, it was by my own terms, my everything, and and that was very self-centered. Okay, so I have a question, though. When you were in that, you know, previous place that you were, um, were you happy? I was happy. You know, you are happy given what you understand. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy. Uh, I had uh, my girlfriends I had then, I still have them now. All okay. the friends I had then, I still have them now. They understood Antoinette has always been positive. They understood that about me. They understood my energy. They loved being around me. They understood that I was growing. They understood that I have I had positive messages for them, even in that moment. So, But the great thing about it is, and I love it, they see me going in a direction. They have always looked at me. I've always looked at them. And now they're understanding. They know where I've been and where I am now, and they love that feeling. But these are the same girls that we that I hung out with, okay. right? And so they see my transition, and they're trying to get some of that transition themselves. Okay. Well, then... Um... So, you know, the the obvious question, the question I was originally going to ask you before we got into this fascinating conversation was, is there such a thing as being too independent? And I think clearly your answer is yes, there is. I think the question you have to ask yourself, when, why, where, and how, right? It really depends. Let me explain to you um there are some times where my myth to independent needs to come out, but I love that it does not have to come out most of the time. 
I mean, really, when, when it need I to come out? it may need to come out uh, in, in on the job. It may mm-hmm. need to come out on the job. It may need to come out if I am stranded somewhere and I can't get in touch with my husband. I can't get in touch with anybody. So if he's not available, then I know I have to switch gears. But if he can handle anything, I let him handle it. I let him handle it, and he steps to the plate. So I really, it, it's less energy for me. It's more happiness for me because I can devote my time to writing a book. <laughs> I can devote my time to other things. I can devote my time to my girls, to my job. I can devote my time to my husband. It's so many more things instead of me trying to do everything. Okay, so when you talk about, you know, I, I have said in the past that you attract what you reflect. And so I I thought it was interesting that you talked about the kind of men that you attracted when you were in that misindependent mode. And was there was there anything wrong with these guys in particular? No, I believe um one may be married now. Mhm. Maybe two are already are married. I think two are married. No, um th- we were great friends. Uh, I to this day I don't see anything wrong with them. They had a job. I don't know about their credit, but they had homes. So I assume they had great credit. Uh, they had a car. Uh, you know, it was I'm just going to tell you this quick story. I, I, I attended a jazz concert, and this one guy he went on to tell me about he had a jack, he had this or whatever, and he passed me his business card. And when we were leaving the jazz club, I went and got in my jack and left him standing there with his bottom lip dropped. Just to say, I have the same thing, but he never knew that about me. But he went on to brag about what he had. So mm-hmm. Clearly uh, trying to impress you. He tried to impress me. And maybe two months later I called him up and, and finally called him up just because it was I had time to call him up. Mm-hmm. But it was I've always had that type of personality where I would make an assessment I would always bring great people into my life. I just was not the best person that I could have been. And I'm so thankful. I think God was looking out for them when we never married because they could have (laughs) said, you know, will you marry me? And I could have said yes. And you have to prepare yourself prior to marriage. And that's what my book is about, is saying, these are the things you want to know. I'm just, what I'm trying to do in my book, because I had to go through a transition that no book was available. I mean, if it is, I apologize, but what I'm letting you know mm-hmm. is that when I wrote this book, I interviewed over 350 individuals because I had thoughts in my head and I wanted this to be a book for women. So, and I interviewed men, I interviewed all races. So, and also I consulted one particular male every day of the I'm sorry, every Monday of the week. And so just consulted him on my thoughts. And so the book is coming from knowledge, not only from my experience in my transition, but from just my research and saying I need to show women if they are willing to just prepare themselves to have wifely characteristics, then this is what I believe you should do. I I am very transparent in, in how I did it, and then I allow you to make yourself transparent to you so you can see, you know, you may check off by the time you go through the book and says, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm good to go, you know. But don't 
be closed-minded is what I'm saying. So tell Just us the under, title of the go book. Ahead. What is the title huh? of the book? What is the title of the book? The title is You're More Than What Meets the Eye, The Independent Woman's Guide to Becoming Wifely Material. So this is not saying to become a wife. It's saying to become wifely material. And what I have found just by having wifely characteristics, I'm better Mm -hmm. on the job. I can negotiate accounting. In the accounting field, we have a lot of males. So I have in 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 a variety of different races as well. I am African American, so okay. it's very few African American Americans in in the field of accounting. So what I'm saying to you is, although I have been great on the job, I'm even better than what I was. Is what I'm saying to you, because I've learned so many things, the wifely characteristics that I can I I apply them on the job. So what is the distinction that you draw between wifely material versus being more like a wife? Wifely material, okay. You have me stuck here. Me, I'm wifely. thinking they sound like they're the same thing. Yeah, except for I believe that you should be in preparation. So I believe that you can still benefit from having wifely Characteristics without being a wife, and I, oh, to I me, I think someone can give you the greatest uh, independent woman, the greatest compliment, if they look at you and say, "You would really make a good wife." Now, if no one has ever said that to you, then that's a red flag, <laughs> because you want <laughs> you want people to say to you that you are career oriented, that you are mm-hmm. successful in your career but you don't want them to discount your personal life. Well, you know, Dr. Smith, I would guess that there are a lot of women who are going to listen to this who would probably be offended if somebody said to them, you know, you are wifely material. Because somewhere <laughs> along the line, I think it, it is true that a lot of career-oriented women have gotten it into their minds that that is primarily where their focus should be to the point where sometimes um, it almost seems like an offense to say that somebody would make a good wife because it conjures up ideas or images of submissiveness or, you know, other things that for some reason, in, in particularly in American society today, um, many women view as being negative. Have you found that to be true? Let me say uh, a way that I do not intend to offend anyone, but I understand because in my book, when you read the prelude section, I tell you my view of married women, and it was not a good view. <laughs> oh, well, so okay. I, I agree so that with you. <laughs> no, 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 I agree with you. I, everything you just said, that women mm-hmm. are thinking about being submissive, and I have it all in my book. That's exactly how I viewed women. So what I'm saying is I agree with you. And yes. what I'm also saying to you is I understand that mindset because I had it. Mm-hmm. So I, this is what I'm saying. So I'm acknowledging that. The other thing, I, so to me, it's false. 
right, because I'm not that way. But here's the thing. I take advantage of my wisdom. I take advantage of everything that that is great about me, and I apply it to my marriage. And that just means that the same skills I use on the job, I use them in my marriage. So that just means I'm very wise about when to speak. I'm very wise about what to say, how to say it. And in the end, I get exactly what I want, which is peace or whatever it is. But I'm married to the person that I was supposed to be married to right now in this moment only because I went through a process and I prepared myself. If I had not prepared myself, I believe I would have missed out on my blessing. I would have missed out on the opportunity. And I'm just glad that I was in transition before he came. So there was something in me that said, be in preparation. You have been in preparation for an interview. You have been in preparation for a speech. You have prep yourself for all the things that you vision to be great. So why can't you vision marriage to be great and prep yourself for that? Now, not that it may come your way, but why not prepare just in case Mr. Wright is right around the corner for you? So what was it that made this whole concept attractive? Because what I hear you say is you were pretty happy with your life the way it was. And, you know, as quite honestly, you know, personally, I've been married, I've been single, I'm currently single. And um, I have to tell you that there are, in my opinion, it's a lot, in in, in a lot of ways, it's a lot simpler to be single. (laughs) Because there's a lot you don't have to compromise on. There's a lot that you can do. There's a lot of freedom that you have. Um, But then there's some things that that you don't have, too, right? So you don't get to have, you know, adult companionship when you come home every day. Uh, Every time you want to go out to a function, you got to go look for a date. So there are advantages and disadvantages on both sides of the spectrum. But on the whole, if you were pretty happy with your single life. What was it that made becoming wifely material an attractive thing for you? Okay, so here is where my spirituality comes in. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I knew that everything in the Bible that I had tried and relied on, so if the Word said it and I did it, God lined everything else up for me. He made it. See, he said, Antoinette, you follow my word, and I'm going to show you. Just follow my word. So God has never failed me. And so what I said, because, again, I have a very analytical mind, so what I said was, okay, hmm, why is it that I've read the word here and trusted it and and had faith in this area? And God says all these great things about what a woman should be. As a matter of fact, when he designed us, I believe, and I don't know everything in the Bible, but I believe he designed most of us to be a wife. So then I said, well, I don't know if there's a male out there for me, but if I've trusted God in all areas and he's talking all these great things about a wife, then I want to be like her. Forget the male. I want to be, I want to have those characteristics. And so I was not searching for a husband, believe it or not. I was 
my transition in the book talks about transitioning you. So, again, it was just preparing myself. So I had a goal and a need to transition myself. And what happened was I could see people all of a sudden saying things to me I have never heard before. And and I just want to step back a few to say that if they had said you would make a good wife someday, if they had said that prior to my transition, I would have been offended too. <laughs> okay. I would have said, wait a minute now, what are you saying? What I don't are you have trying all... to say? Yeah, exactly, right. So, what do you mean I make a good wife? Yeah. <laughs> but when I had women telling me that, mm-hmm. married women telling me that, that I understood where their heart was, and when I had males telling me that, I thought they must see something in me. Mm-hmm. And even when I had the, my coworkers would say things like, you know, you don't come off as strong as you used to. It's just really enjoyable to listen to your point of view. And I didn't announce to people that I was in transition. I simply set a goal for myself that I just wanted to be a better person. And to me, a better person was having these characteristics. And wifely characteristics are things like patience, understanding, humbling yourself, being um, forgiving, lacking, you know, not being judgmental, being a listener. Those are wifely characteristics. Understanding if something makes me upset, why does it make me upset? Softness using my curves when they're necessary, all of that to me is wifely characteristics. And it demonstrates, to before I was married, I had two daughters. And they understood how to be successful in education, because I was, career-wise, because I am. But I did not teach them anything about being a good wife. I didn't teach them anything about having wifely characteristics. And that did not make me feel good at all. And even when I made the transition, (laughs) as I was transitioning, they were sort of offended, like, wait a minute, Mom, this is not how you are. Okay, that was a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. When I look at my two oldest daughters now, they're their character is so much more well-rounded because they see me. They see the power that comes through just me and my husband working together. And so I have enriched their lives, and now I, just by watching me, I am preparing them for the challenges ahead. Okay. Well, we are close to the top of our um, show. What I'm going to ask you is, we did not talk, and, and I want to cover this, I want to cover objections that one might have if one is a woman who is listening to the show and in that space where you used to be. Would you be willing to come back and talk to us about that? I would love to come back to this B-Way show. <laughs> okay. If you have me, if you have me, I really just want women to listen to just a different view. I don't think there's many out there talking to the independent women. And and life is good on this side. Life is is even better than for me. Life is better than what it was. And I am under the belief even though we're all unique, there's got to be other women who associate with me. But so I want to be the one to tell you 
and they can find my book on Amazon.com. It's called You're More Than What Meets the Eye, The Independent Woman's Guide to Becoming Wifely Material by Dr. Antoinette Smith. Okay, so listeners, if you forget all of that, then you can look for Dr. Antoinette Smith. If you forget that, visit thespeedwayshow.com where we will post a link to the book and um, her uh, uh, YouTube videos and information about Dr. Smith on thespeedwayshow.com where you will see this posting. And this, this posting is called Miss Too Independent. And with that, this brings us to the end of our show. Dr. Smith, thank you for joining us today, and I will have you back. Thank you, Speedway. Thank you for joining us on The Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle The Speedway Show. Until next week, live well, live fully, and love deeply.